Amen. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. This is Evangelist Thomas, founder and president of Robert MacArthur Festivals, formerly Robert MacArthur Ministries. Amen. I hope that you all are having a wonderful start of 2020. Amen. God is going to do some supernatural things, amen, for his body in 2020. And you're going to see a lot of things taking place in the body of Christ. Amen. Um, there are going to be some leadership removed. Amen. Because God has gotten tired of his body being inadequately fed. Amen. And led. Amen. I, I got news for you. Not everyone who is behind a pulpit is called of God. I'm going to say that again. Not everyone who is behind a pulpit is called Amen. You got some self-appointed uh, leadership. Amen. Didn't get no call from God. Amen. And because of that, you'll find that there's some ineffective leadership in the body. Amen. I'm reminded of a scripture uh, where the disciples came and uh, asked Jesus, did not you plant good seed? Where did these come from? Jesus' reply was, an enemy has done this. Amen. So don't tell me that the enemy can't plant. Amen. One of his ministers. Amen. In the body. The problem we have today in the church is that there's no discernment and that some have an appearance of godliness, but they're denying the power of the gospel to truly transform them like their life. Yes, they know all the perks and all the hallelujahs and amen. Uh, they know all of that, amen, but their life is not empowered. And so when there is no power in a person's life to be able to present the gospel, there's no change in other people's life, amen. Um, this morning, I'm gonna look at the psalmist, uh, uh, Psalms 121, because we need to understand that all our help comes from the Lord who created the heavens and the earth. It is all about his divine mandate. Amen. And that mandate is the salvation of humanity. Amen. That mandate is his son's holy mandate. Uh, the commission, the great commission to go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every nation. Amen. But before we start, let's uh, have a word of prayer. Dear Father God, how we thank you for another blessed day that you have allowed us to partake of your earth, of your air, amen, of your body. Because you created these bodies, amen. They are our earth suit, amen, for us to travel through this field life legally. So, Father God, we would ask you to grace us today and that you be glorified today. For you said in your word, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto myself. These things were asked in the wonderful and marvelous name of our Lord and Savior, your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen.
Amen. Let us jump right into this. In Psalms 121, the first verse, it states, I will lift up my eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. Verse 2 says, My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. Amen. I'm going to stop right there and park there for a moment. Amen. And I want you to tag those two verses. Amen. Because this is about order, church discipline. Amen. That is an order and a structure to the divine purposes and plans of God. Amen. We can't go about our own business trying to put together our own thing. Amen. So for that reason, our subject today is God's divine mandate. I'll say it again. God's divine mandate. Amen. The psalmist said he was going to lift up his eyes to God because all his help came from God. He furthermore went on to say that uh, uh, he is the one which made the heavens and the earth. Amen. Powerful statement. I'm of the frame of mind because I've been in the word of God for a number of years. I was called into the the preaching ministry back in 1986. Amen. Under the leadership of my then pastor, late pastor, Reverend Jesse E. Green of the uh, Blessed Hope Missionary Baptist Church family. Amen. And I sat under him and he told me, that if it is not in the word of God, don't you add it. Amen. So I believe in the authority of the word of God. It is what it is. It's of no private interpretation. This is uh, God's divine order, his divine direction, his divine mandate. And brothers and sisters, if you and I are going to be able to live successfully in this earth realm, we need to follow the instruction manual. Because in the instruction manual, God's divine mandate will guide us and lead us. And if we go by it, God is, he is in, he is, he has to back it up. Amen. Amen. Because it's his word. Glory be to God. So we have to understand, just as the psalmist wrote here, that all our help comes from God. Amen. We got to understand that it's not about us. When we start doing things in our own strength, we know that it's not birthed of God. Amen. For even Jesus said in his word, uh, ye can do nothing without me. Amen. Jesus said, for those he had spoke to that uh, he couldn't do nothing in and of himself. What he saw his father do, that's what he did. When he heard his father say, that's what he said. We got too many renegade preachers, amen, self-appointed, amen, who are doing their own thing, building their own kingdom. Amen. That's the reason why when you make up your mind to live by the divine word of God and 
and, and, and stand on the authority of the word of God, you're going to get some enemies. You're going to, amen, they're going to come against you. Amen, they did it to Jesus, and they're going to do it to you. But remember, the servant is not uh, greater than his Lord. But you know what? He goes something else, too. We're more than servants. We are friends of God. So this morning, let us understand that we must lift up our eyes unto the hills from which cometh our help. And that help is from the Lord God, the creator of heaven and earth, through our personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Uh, that second verse says very clearly, uh, uh, my help cometh from the Lord. Amen. And then it acknowledges that his authority that he created the heavens and the earth. We're talking about the divine mandate of God. Amen. So in your daily life, if you want to be blessed, amen, you're going to have to make sure that you are in order with God because God is not a God of disorder. Amen. But that's disorder and chaos. You can bet your bottom dollar that the devil is involved in it. Amen. So in the church of the living God, we must have order. And if we will live by the standards of his word, we'll find that our lives will be abundant. Doesn't mean we won't have no trials and no tribulation, but it means we will be able to go through and God will bless us. Just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Amen. They were determined to uh, obey God. Amen. Although they were cast into a fiery furnace, they kept their position. Hallelujah. Amen. And, uh, I'm reminded of the scripture that uh, Jesus said, uh, uh, Fear not man that can kill the body, but I tell you whom you ought to fear. Rather fear him that has the power to destroy both the body and soul in hell. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you prepared? Amen. To die. Amen. Physically for Christ. Amen. Because in the days that we're living in, in the days that are coming, amen, Lord willing, and God bless us, amen, that's going to be persecution. Great persecution. Amen. So you had better be sure of your position with Christ. We're talking about the divine mandate of God. Hallelujah. Father God, we thank you today. Amen. For all that you're going to do in our lives, we thank you. Amen. Just because you're a good God. And that's the reason why we present these bodies as living sacrifices before your holy and acceptable, which is our reasonable service. Yes, beloved, it's only reasonable that we present our bodies before God. Amen. We call him Lord and Savior, right? Amen. So if we call him Lord and Savior, we ought to uh, uh, want to obey him. He is a Lord of Lord and King of Kings. And if you know anything about, amen, kingship, Amen. Thou is uh, subjects. Amen. Uh, subjects are uh, 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 to submit to the king. Amen. You don't go against the king. It could cause you your life. Amen. So once again, let us be mindful that all our help comes from the Lord who created the heavens and the earth. Amen. We are his children. Amen. As a matter of fact, I'm going to read that as I before I get ready to close out this broadcast. Uh, if you will, and you have your Bible, let's go back to First uh, John. Go back to First John. 
Amen. And it is what it is. It is stated this way. So don't go trying to make it of it no private interpretation. Amen. Don't do that. Amen. You won't get the full uh, strength of what God is saying here. You don't have to do no mental acrobat to try to understand it. It is this clear. Go to 1 John chapter 3, verse 1. And listen what it says here. Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we would be called sons of God smallest. Therefore the world knoweth us not because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God again, small s, and it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Verse 3, and every man that has this hope in him purified himself, even as he is pure. Amen. That is just clear. Amen. Clear direction. Amen. If we have the hope, amen, of seeing Jesus Christ again, and we're going to behold him just as he is, and we're going to be just like him. Amen. But if we're living in this fear of life, saying that we are children of God, or we are Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, and we do not that which we confess, we're liars. Amen. The truth is not in us. We're talking about the divine mandate of God because this is the order and discipline of the body of Christ, um, for the body of Christ. So how does one look like uh, the spirit and what is it like when it's not under obedience to God? Again, let's look at 1 John chapter 3, verse 4. And don't try to do no mental acrobatics and try to translate this here into what you want it to say. It's clear. And if you're trying to translate it into anything else, then that is disobedience. That's arrogance against the divine revealed will of God. Now listen to verse 4. Whosoever committed sin transgressed also the law. Now that word committed means practice. It means a habitual practice. For sin is the transgression of the law. Verse 5. And ye know that he was manifest, that means revealed, brought into plain view, to take away our sin. And in him is no sin. Now did you just read that? Verse 5 of John chapter 3 says, In him there is no sin. Now, either you lie, or we lie, or the Word of God lie. And I'm so for sure that the Word of God is the truth, and it's inerrant, amen, in its purity, and authority, and power. Let's go down to verse 6. Whosoever abided in him, sin it not. Now, this is what that just said. Whosoever abided in him, sin it not. That means those who are born again cannot practice habitorily known rebellious sin, they will be miserable. Let's read on. Whosoever sinned has not seen him, neither known him. Whoa! Look at that. A black eye for the devil. The Bible says you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Now, if you read that, you can be made free. 
Amen. If you won't listen to the word of God, then you just arrogant and rebellious. Because it says clearly, whosoever abided in him, him who? Jesus Christ, sin it not. Or they don't practice sin. Willing, rebellious, open sin. Whosoever sin it has not seen him, neither known him. That's the word of God. We're talking about the divine mandate of God. God's mandate is for his kids to live according to his divine word, to live according to his divine principles, to live the kingdom life in this field of life, that their lights may shine so that men around them, men, that word men means those that are unsaved, just man, amen, so that they can see the glorious works of the Lord God in our life and they might say, what must I do that I might be saved. They'll see their way out of the darkness because they'll see the light in you and, I, you and my life. Amen. Look at verse 7. Little children, let no man deceive you. He that does or practices righteousness is righteous even as he, Christ, is righteous. Look at verse 8. He that sinned or practices habitually and that word habitual means continuous. He that committed sin is of the devil, for the devil sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifest or revealed that he might destroy the works of the devil. My God, my God. So now you see the difference in those who are truly born again from those who are not born again. Amen. The word of God said these people honor me with their mouth, lip service, but their hearts are far away from me. Amen. So what does the true child of God look like? Well, if you'll go down to verse 9, the word of God says it, states it, and gives us a revelation, or it manifests, sits in front of us in plain view, how the true child of God looks. Verse 9 states, Whosoever is born of God does not commit sin. There you go. Habitual practice of sin is impossible for a true born again child of God to habitually practice sin. And he cannot, listen to what it says, and he cannot sin, habitually practice sin because he is born of God. Amen. That's verse 9. Amen. This is the reason why you as a believer must get in the word of God for yourself. Amen. Don't just wait till Sunday come. Amen. To go before leadership. Amen. Before the shepherd in the church or the under shepherd. Amen. To hear the word of God. You need to eat the word of God down through your eye gate into your soul. Amen. It needs to get, it needs to get in you. Amen. Look at verse 10. In this, the children of God are manifest and the children of the devil. Whosoever does not righteousness is not of God, neither he that loveth not his brother. Amen. Now, we are in, again, 1 John chapter 3. And I would advise you to read this today in its entirety. Amen. And be proud if you've done anything that breaks your fellowship with God, you need to first pray and ask God for forgiveness according to 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. Amen. And it states simply this here. 
if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Amen. That means put us back in right fellowship with himself. If you don't do that, you won't benefit from the word of God. Amen. You need to make sure that you are right before God and God will bless you. Amen. You see in verse 10 that uh, those who do not practice righteousness is not of God. Amen. We can't get around that. That's the word of God. You don't take no interpretation or interpreting to understand verse 10 of this Bible and most of the word of God. If you're filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Because he's a teacher, a guide, and a comforter. Amen. And if you're not loving your brother, as verse 10 says again, it says, neither he that loveth not his brother. If you love your brother, you're not born of God. Plain and simple. That's the word of God. And that's the problem in the church today. We want to make the word of God say what, it, what we want it to say. But we got to go by the word of God. Amen. It's clear. It's clear direction. It's good for teaching, for correcting. Amen. For discipline that the, that the man of God or the children of God might be adequately equipped for the work of the ministry. This is yours truly, Evangelist Robert MacArthur Thomas Jr., founding president of Robert MacArthur Festivals, located in wonderful, beautiful Houston, Texas, saying to you, have a great, great week, and may God bless you and keep you is my prayer. Thank you for joining me.